All right, you guys, what's up? We are uh, we're back. Another podcast. Sid's in the building. What's up, guys? How's it going? Roads and travel listeners. We're people back. Uh, people seem to like our last episode. That's still our most downloaded episode, which is pretty cool. They like about the random shit that I I ramble on about. <laughs> yeah, I think it's honestly, I think it's just different perspectives is uh, is the key, really. Yeah. But yeah, how you been? I've been pretty good. Yeah. I haven't seen you for like a week. A week, maybe. <laughs> yeah, after after we did that really cold shoot. Yes. Oh yeah, that was really cold. That was biting. That beautiful day though. Yes. I we, I have to admit some of the pictures that Dylan took yep. that day. Holy shit. Yeah. I was so impressed. Yeah. Yeah, and then we ran into uh Garrett with the yep. E thirty M three. Just posted his picture on Instagram today. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a really cool engine swap. We'll see that uh, soon. Apparently, on the faster or on par with an E92 in acceleration. Yeah. yeah, that sounds crazy. In something the size of an E30 chassis, that's like. I want to be there to watch you drive that. Yeah, no, I'm super excited. Even considering too, the only E30 I've driven so far had like a really big whole set turbo on it. Yeah, and it was kind of like. And it wasn't an M3. No. Oh, no, no, no. It was just a, so it was started off life as like a 325 auto, right? Whole but different yeah. can of beans. <laughs> you were down in Seattle, were you? I was. Just on the weekend. Went down there to hang out with the RWB Seattle fam. Watched the Super Bowl with them. Oh, right. Yeah, of Did course. Did something American for something. once. Yeah. Yeah. Delve into that American culture. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. You know, the atmosphere. Yeah. And then like they all put a little bit of money down and... Apparently that comeback was like, you know, super unprecedented and right, you know. right. Yeah, I know I know zero about football honestly, dude, but it's uh it's interesting to see. Like I saw a bunch of people post it like, "Oh, yeah. like it was they showing like graphs and all this stuff." And yeah, it was like, like supposedly it was super intense and yeah. and history was made. Yeah. Yeah. But you made it through the snow. The drive there yeah. was treacherous. Really? <laughs> In the mini, yeah. Actually, the drive there wasn't as treacherous as the drive back the drive back was holy crap really because it started snowing i was in linwood washington okay yeah and it started like snow slushing around the time that i left but when i was like halfway through and i was going through there was like a certain amount of mountain passes when you're like past everett and stuff yeah it was really crazy because the road just basically turned into black ice and then you could actually see the arrow on the cars in front of you, like like the arrow footprint that they left. Right, like, right. Like if you're watching a car go through like a fucking wind tunnel. Yeah. Just so, from like the mist and stuff? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. crazy. And then yeah. the Mini Cooper does not have winter tires on it. Yeah. Just front wheel drive, all seasons. And yeah, it was fun. I feel like if you least. stay off the back roads, though, you should, you like, I mean, you yeah. made it. <laughs> I see, I see people like spinning on the highway and facing yeah. the other way and swerving into my lane and stuff. So I'm I'm happy I made it home. Yeah. Knock on wood and hopefully not don't have to do another one of those drives anytime soon. Yeah. I feel like this is the this is the, hopefully it doesn't snow again and I hope that this feels like the last you know, Peter yeah, it feels like the last and like Peter's build last weekend and like you going down to yeah, Seattle. Holy shit. Feels like everything's kinda like ramping up. Peter dodged a bullet at his build, eh? With what? Imagine it was this weekend. Oh, I know. I was yeah. I was thinking about that. Like, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. He he got a, like the one weekend where it was really nice. Yeah. And then now we're still recovering from that snow. It was just still snowing last night. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking brutal. 
Mother Nature, what are you doing to us? Yeah, my uh, my ABS on my MR2 has never had such a workout <laughs> coming to stops. Hey, at like least you know it works. Out. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, I mean, it kind of works. It doesn't seem to be helping much. <laughs> but, yeah, how was your, uh, your Seattle trip? Did you get, get to, like, cruise around at all, or I guess not, eh? Not really. Just no. drive there, hung out for the Super Bowl, ate a bit of food, and then nice. drove back. Spent, like, six hours commuting. Yeah, and I didn't leave the house till like two p.m. that day. So oh, jeez, it was it was a while. Yeah, I didn't get home till midnight. Yeah, wait, did you have to drive like through like down like past Seattle? Like, no, downtown. No, no, no. Okay, no, no. I stopped in Linwood before that. Yeah, so right. yeah, probably like thirty, forty miles out. Nice. Yeah. Have you ever been? Because I want to go. And there's like a national park there. I don't know if it's actually a national park, but you know, like if you look at a map. And uh, you're going down, you head down the I-5, uh, yeah. past like the mountains, and then you look west, and there's that, the basically the most western point of Washington that like comes up towards kind of Vancouver Island. Okay. And it looks like there's some unreal roads, like driving roads and like highways and stuff. That's where um, the purple car was built by oh, really? Brian Kowal. The bill, was, the bill was in Squim, right? So that's like yep. literally just right, right across from Victoria. Yeah. And oh, yeah, that cool. place was really wild. Yeah. They have a game reserve there okay. that used to be owned by Disney. Really? And it's st- and it still exists. What the fuck? And there's fucking bears and moose and shit there. It is it is insane and it only exists there because they're American. Yeah. Like I don't think we could pull that off in Connecticut. Yeah, Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I guess that's one of those things where you just kind of like, if you have tags or something, you can just go there and... No, I don't think you shoot anything. You just drive your car through it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, So it's yeah. just like a game reserve farm right. type of type of deal. Right. But there are animals like as far as the eye can see. It looks so unnatural. I'm going to have to go check this out. You see like moose chilling with bison, chilling with like llama. What? It's like, what the fuck is going on? Right, but right. But that, that, that's the US for you. That's they're, cool. They're an interesting bunch. Oh yeah, no for sure. That's why I just want to find like good driving roads. <laughs> yes, that's what I want to find. But yeah, RWB. Here we go. <laughs> Where are we at? Like I said, I think it's I think it's just ramping up. Everything seems like it's ramping up. Sixty nine days. Yeah. Until our build. Yeah. So some new updates on uh, the nine six four that we're building. Mm-hmm. That car will no longer have rivets. Ooh, that's very exciting. So it's going to have a super wide uh, RWB kit, which is, I know the nomenclature is very confusing because that actually indicates the narrower kit. Right. Royal wide is the super, super, super wide one. Yeah. So super wide is the regular wideness, which is just slightly wider than a turbo. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to do that on the 964. We're going to backdate it. We're going to delete the rivets, so molded fenders, and it's going to have a molded carbon roof. Oh, <laughs> and it's also going to have an exhaust system made by Nakai-san. Oh, really? Just so, like custom? So like... it'll sound like a fucking banshee. Like a race car. Yeah. yeah. With a valve control and all that. Yeah. All those bells and whistles. So all out. All oh, out. That one's an all out build. Basic, basically budgetless. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, uh, like, I feel like a lot of people don't even know that Nakai-san will do that. Like, t- like do like a molded on, you know, build like that. Yeah. Which is cool. There's a couple of them that exist in Asia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's one, and there's, I think most of them are from Thailand. All, all the most, like, like, classy, high, top of, out of this world builds 
they seem to come from Thailand. Right, yeah. right. And it was his first place outside of Japan to ever have RWB. Mm-hmm. So they know what they're doing. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. And I, well, you know what? It was really funny. I saw it. I think it was on either the drive or like road and track or some, or it might even been on um, uh, Jalopnik. But uh, it was like an article and it's like, oh, did you know Nakai-san actually races his RWB cars? And I'm like, it's so, I'm, I don't know if that's just like an inside thing that, I mean, I didn't know about it until like a few months, or I guess till your build, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess a lot of people don't know that, but it's... I think it's just very overwhelming when you see the car and it's yeah. very easy to dismiss it just by its appearance. Yeah. Because of the fact that it's so over the top, so many people don't even think it's functional. Yeah. It's really funny because at the build that we were at last week, there was a gentleman looking at the car while Nakai-san was stancing it. So right. what he does is he jacks it up, does a small adjustment, puts it back down, gets somebody slightly hefty to jump on the car, yeah. on the door sill. Yeah. And as he was doing that, there was a gentleman, I think it was his first time at a build, he was watching this happening and he was like, that's not gonna. That's not gonna roll. I was like, "What? What are you saying?" He's like, "It's gonna rub the second this car rolls forward." I'm like, "No, it's not, man." I'm like, "You don't understand what's going on here." He's not satisfied unless there's less than a loonies, like, um, thickness. Yeah. So it has to only fit several pieces of paper. Yeah. And then the Kaisan will be like, "Okay, sure." We're 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 rolling yeah like before that you know it's not and i think that's a large part of the whole mystique of the car Mm because when it stands there it just looks like it's it's on it's on bags or something right yeah but then they're completely static and on top of that not only are they static they don't scrape exactly exactly yeah Yeah, having it into a certain standard like visually but at the same time like no compromise when it comes yeah like my car still blows my mind right i go over a speed bump right i just i just slow down like in a normal car yeah and I just go right over it. Yeah. I we also have a stock nine nine seven C four S at home. That thing has not been lowered. It's on stock height, and it scrapes more than my RWB. Really? It's crazy. Seriously? Like I, I can't, like I can't really believe that. A stock nine nine seven. You can't believe that until you've experienced it. Sure. Basically, what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, trust me, I didn't. I was like, I, I was like. No, there's no way this yeah. thing's got to rub. <laughs> doesn't. No, no, it actually doesn't. It's... Since the day it's rolled out of that paint shop, it's never rubbed once. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Now, do, is there any, like, have you guys had to make any adjustments at all? Or is there any kind of, like, tweaks? No, or not really. Just the only thing out? that Kaisan suggests is if the handling becomes too much of a handful for me, yeah. he suggests that I change the rear to coilovers. Oh, right. You were telling me that. Yeah, yeah. Because he was explaining to me how if you look at it, there's a little bit of a negative camber when you when you look at it, and that's because of the torsion bars because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's like so poked out so wide, right? Yeah, puts a lot of like pressure. Yeah, I guess. whereas yeah. on uh, on a coilover setup, it's like way more stable. It doesn't dance all over the road like it does right now. Yeah, but quite honestly, I quite like the fact that it's like that. I don't have to drive very fast, right? And I'm having a lot of fun. Feels alive. Yeah, yeah. like even when I'm like driving sixty, right? I feel like I'm fucking driving a race car when i'm not going fast at all so it's hilarious yeah no i don't know um it's it's weird that you say though that like a 997 would rub i've never driven like you know like a that wouldn't rub it's scrape sorry scrape sorry scrape yeah yeah yeah. scrape yeah. yeah so on the 
on the like bottom or whatever. Yeah, it has, it has like a little plastic guard under the bumper, right. and that scrapes every time if you go over a, a speed bump a little bit too quickly. Yeah, I think on the S models they're a little lower. On the right. stock ones, they're probably a little cushier and you know a little more chill. Do any new 911s have uh, uh, like nose lift or no? I know a GT3 RS does. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh okay. And I know a 918 does as well. Yeah. That would make sense. McLarens yeah. have it. Yeah. Do the Ferraris have it? I don't know if the Ferraris It's have an it. option on the 488, I believe. Yeah. Which, I mean, makes sense, but I'm, who's not going to option, <laughs> you know? Something I heard interesting about Ferrari yeah. the other day. They won't sell you a 488 unless they run, like, a whole background check on you and they find out if you're a previous customer or if you bought their car, if you bought your car from their dealer. Right. Or did you import it yourself? Oh yeah, or just like yeah, go through a third party. Because apparently now yeah. the entry one is the California, and yeah. they won't even let you touch a four eight eight unless they interview you first. Yeah, I find that very hilarious because a six fifty is already like on par in speed to four a four eight eight. Yeah, and you can just walk in and buy. You can walk in and buy a six seventy five if your timing is okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's uh, yeah, you hear that a lot too. Yeah, it's I think that's what like... they have to sell though, because if you're just comparing like speed and looks, subjective. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Some other brands you could argue are surpassing them now, so they have to sell a different angle, right? Yeah, they've got to keep their uh, keep their um, I don't exclusivity know in image. Yeah, exclusivity. Yeah, kind of the uh, yeah. Oh wow, you know, because to a certain extent, I feel like that would almost motivate someone who wants a Ferrari to begin with and maybe might be on the fence to be like, oh, no, like, I want to be in this, you know, this group, so to speak. Much rather a McLaren, though. I was going to say, but at the same time, it's like, well, there's so many other cars now that are so good and so fast. Just the 570 in Canada is like 219 grand. What Ferrari can you buy for that price? 219 Canadian? Yeah. Oh, my God. What can, what can you buy for that price from Ferrari? Yeah, no And a 570 kidding. is one ECU flash away from a 675 LT in terms of just straight line speed. Right, right. Doesn't have the fancy hydraulic suspension. Don't right. get me wrong, listeners. <laughs> no, yeah, of course there's other stuff involved, but, I mean, that that's one aspect of it. That's a big reason. Do you know if they have the uh, 540C here in Canada yet? Yes, they do. Oh, that really? even cheaper. Yeah, I was going to say. like 190 Wow. Considering a used MP4 is like, I think like, I saw Spider go for two twenty recently. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Used Spider, I think twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen model. Yeah, a five seventy is that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they seem to be holding their. Obviously, I feel like Ferraris tend to hold their value better, but McLaren's so young that like, who who's to say that in like ten years from now? An MP4 might still just be trending at, you know, 150 to kind of 250, depending on mileage, depending on specs, depending on whatever else. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Ferraris, it depends, though. If it's not a gated shifter one, you're still not in a good place right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. for example, anyone with, like, a paddle shift 430 right now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the- not, not feeling good. <laughs> Because, like, those yeah. ones are so primitive, too. Like, with the single clutch setup, you launch it, launch control, like, four times, and you need to replace the clutch. Yeah. It's not cool. Did you know about the, how the GTR would void your warranty if you used the launch control? Yeah. Yeah, in, the, in the, some of the in first the, years. In the yeah. fine print? Yep. So, a lot of car companies like to 
add like little bits of stuff to their contracts when you sign it. So when you sign away your life, because nobody really reads every little bit of your contract, right? Yeah. I had a buddy that bought a Superleggera from a local Lamborghini Mm -hmm. here, and uh, he traded it into another dealership, a competitor dealership for another car. And then uh, Lamborghini sent them a a cease and desist. Really? Yeah, basically told him that uh, in the fine print of the contract – he didn't have the right to sell the car to a third party without the consent of the original dealership. Wow. And that's just for a super era. And that's not even... See, when you're saying that, that puts me... Um, like, that makes me think of, like, what you're, we were talking about earlier about, like, Ferrari. But coming from Lamborghini, yeah, I guess there's a lot of that stuff that doesn't really get, like... You don't think about necessarily. Yeah. That's these, like, super commercial companies, you know? Yeah. McLaren's... I guess heading that way, but they still try to create like more and more and more cars. I know it totally sounds like I'm like ultra biased when I talk about McLaren, <laughs> but they are way better if you compare it. Like, They're pretty sick. Yeah, if you can, if you compare the companies in terms of like you know model to model, price point, they study every little thing. Like I've seen one of these like training manuals by McLaren, and they actually have like every single car that's like a competitor for example of the LT they have like the 488 mm-hmm. the SV mm-hmm. the Turbo S and it'll show you like weight they'll shave it just by like they'll right. beat the other ones <laughs> they'll just by like, everybody, a yeah. little bit speed they'll just be faster by a little bit you know yeah. oh they have the carbon shell they got the dihedral doors yeah you know it's a, it's a lot of that stuff and a lot of people too I feel like when they're looking for to spend that much money like on a car like, an Aventador SV has got the road presence, you know? Like, the McLaren has the road presence. I feel like a lesser extent, the Ferrari definitely has the road presence, but doesn't have the doors that go up. No. Tur- Turbo S even less so, but, I mean, Turbo S is, like, less than three seconds to 60, right? Yeah, Turbo S, in terms of value for money, is insane. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah I've, I've seen, like, 2.6-second launch on those cars. That's nuts. Like, not far off from a 918. Yeah. And yet, 220 grand? Yeah. Same price as a 570. So I think those two are very uh, on par with each other. Yeah, in terms of, like yeah. 700 horsepower 570 or a Turbo S. I'm sure you could flash a Turbo S up to similar numbers. Oh, yeah, for very sure. Very easily. Yeah. Because it, it comes close to like 600 horsepower already stock, right? I think so, yeah. I think they just basically slowly, especially with the 991, they had like the 991.1 or whatever you want to call it right and then the 901.2 i think just had like incremental you know power increase yeah blah 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 not really any like aesthetics you heard about the electric one they're coming out with right electric 911 they're going to put the technology that they had in the 918 the 918 was basically a test bed for all the future porsche likes to do that right yeah like all the future technology is put in their top tier model they are then going to take that technology and put it in a 911 which if you think about it is natural progression yeah no, of course, yeah. And how fucking fast will that thing be? Yeah. Holy shit. No, especially because like Turbo S is already all-wheel drive, well, so if you've got instant torque. I think the NSX is a bit of a preview of how that recipe mm. is going to play out. Yeah. Because it's the six-cylinder with the hybrid. Ford, you fucked up. If you <laughs> added the electric to the Ford GT, you would have a legend. Right? Right? I feel like it's either you go... 
just gasoline and a manual, or you go, you know, all-wheel drive, hybrid, dual clutch, with, you know, with uh, with all that stuff. But exactly, it's kind of, we're kind of in like a weird area. Like you said, with the Ford GT, it's it's kind of a. I hope somebody comes out with like a Carrera GT-esque like car again. Yeah, that was such a good one. Yeah, just kind of and like they're so expensive now. Carrera GTs, yeah. They used they went down in price like four or five years ago when. All the cars were a lot cheaper. That car was in the 300-ish range. Yeah. Now, if you don't have close to a million dollars USD, you can't even touch one. Wow. Wow. And nothing has changed in terms of the car. No, exactly. Lots of production number, too. Like, oh, that really? one and the F40 yeah. are the two, like, ultra-exclusive hypercars that are always, are kind of, like, plateaued right now in price. Right. And they haven't really been able to, like, push past, like, the million five, two million mark, unless they're, like, you know, 500 miles or something stupid yeah. like that. Yeah. But it's because they're over a thousand models created for both of them. Yeah. And that, that fucks with it. Yeah. Big time. Unless you get a situation or some crazy thing where it's, like, some city gets flooded and who knows, somebody's got, like, like I don't know, 10 or 20 of them and they all get wrecked for some reason, yeah. let's say. Then that would definitely fluctuate, but yeah. That's the crazy part about when you're starting to play with cars, production number that's really, really low. Mm-hmm. You don't need very many of them for you to control a decent size of the market. Yeah, yeah. Like, for example, if you want to talk super exclusive 911s, um, there was one created in the early 90s called the Flat Nose. Not the Slant Nose. Right. It's the Flat Nose, which has the headlights from um, the 928. So Scarface, Tony Montana, the circular headlights pop out of the right. hood. Right. So those were implemented in 911, but only on a Turbo S. Really? And how yeah. many, do you know how many they made? 70. Or? Really? And I think one was just sold. Oh, yeah. You were going to talk about uh, Sotheby's. Yeah, so Sotheby's auctions was yesterday. And many records were broken once again. How much are... I just saw an SLS up there. How much are SLSs going right now? That's a Black Series. That fascinates me, to be honest. 470,400 euros. Wow. What is that? I don't even know what the conversion rate is. It's like 700,000 Canadian. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> Those weren't that expensive last time wow. I checked. Wow, that's crazy. Because a regular SLS was like two fifty to three hundred ish. Yeah. And then a black was like a hundred more. Yeah. And yeah. that already includes the stupid dealer premium and that bullshit that they charge you. The invisible fees. I wonder how many blacks here are they're not still making the blacks here, I'm guessing. No, I, no. Probably getting prepared for I mean Do they even make SLSs anymore still? I doubt it, no. I don't think so. Think it's the AMG GT now. Yeah. Which is sad because they sort of see the SLR as the same like line as that. Mm-hmm. And they had to kind of cheapen it for right. it to sell. But have you seen the AMG GTR? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That's kinda like the next big I heard a rumor that that thing's just as fast as any of the hypercars that just came out. We're talking LT, we're talking SV, we're talking 488. Yeah, yeah. And, I that, think... and that thing is in the three, four hundred ish range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just goes to show. Technology is moving faster and faster again. You know what's funny though? Lamborghini doesn't really have anything that's you know trying even to become into the holy trinity you know it's they they don't really have because they're not allowed to they live <laughs> under the yoke of volkswagen 
Yeah. If yeah. they create Open a car, rear. if yeah. they create a car yeah. that is beyond the Chiron in performance, mm-hmm. that's really going to mess with them. Like, it's a problem. Yeah. Like Porsche, Porsche still kind of has, have its own like mind, even though Volkswagen does own like 51% or some shit. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, right, you need to understand that uh, Ferdinand, that guy's name that I was saying earlier, Ferdinand yeah. Pieck from uh, Volkswagen. So a lot of people say that he's the madman behind Volkswagen that created the Phaeton and had the, had this uh, push in the early 2000s of like redesigning all like the higher-end Volkswagens with like, crazy luxury and yeah. higher-end materials and eventually uh, drove them into bankruptcy with the, the Veyron and the Phaeton. <laughs> one of which was very successful, one of which was not yeah, I wouldn't even call the Veyron very successful though. Yeah, in yeah. terms of bus- business wise, yeah. they still lost money in the in the long term. Yeah, and the Veyron is a relative bargain now compared to what people paid for them in the beginning. Because they made so many of them, I think. Like, I mean, no, only three hundred something. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's because during that time, charging that much money for a car yeah. was ludicrous. Because <clears throat> that was like two thousand five ish. Yeah, nobody had a three million dollar car. Yeah. They were the only ones. Yeah. So now that all the other companies caught up, I'm very curious to see how the Chiron stacks up with them. Because mm. I was watching a video about the, the design, the head chief designer of that project. Mm. And basically, they told him to, that he was given free reign to just make a car as good as those ones. Yeah. And this thing's going to have like 1,600 horsepower yeah. and like it can handle <laughs> now. Crazy, crazy. And the top speed's like in the 270 range. Right. Right. We're getting really close to airplane. Yeah, that's uh, that's a little insane. That's, you know, you need a lot of space to even push those cars. I think we still have a lot more room to go, though, in terms of acceleration, to be quite honest. Right. Even though that sounds ridiculous. Because I was just having this conversation with my friend the other day that yeah. uh, recently got the 675 LT. He was saying... Holy shit! I like you know I can't even imagine if they come out with a car that does like 1.9 second to 60. I'm like, it's not that hard to imagine because mm-hmm. when you were you know in the 80s or 90s, you couldn't have imagined that you you'd have a car that would do zero to 60 in like 2.8, 2.9. Yeah. Now, if I told you that, you'd be like, that's hella dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just fly in a tree. Yeah. So it's not out, it's not totally out of the question. Yeah. To be able to create a car that. Maybe you can even do it in one second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of freaky if you think about it. But. Oh, it is. There's always going to be somebody, I feel like, just striving for that like number. But at the same time, I feel like it's just going to slowly evolve into, okay, what's your like 60 to 160 mile an hour time, right? 60 to, oh, yes, 60 like to 160 or something like that, like you know? That. I like that. Versus 0 to 60. Because 0 to 60 is like, well, the ultimate goal, if you follow the trend, is to hit 0 seconds, which obviously is impossible. But it's like... Yeah, I mean, we're already doing it, and there's cars that'll do it in like 2.4, 2.5. So to see something in two seconds is like, yeah. Well, a dragster at Mission Raceway does a quarter in like six or seven. Yeah, it's, it's messed up. <laughs> when will the hypercars reach that point? Yeah, because now they're they're turning into mega cars, right? With the one to one ratio. Yeah, McLaren by 2022, they would have come out with another 14 models. Hmm. And then after the 14th model, they're going to come out with the replacement of the P1. Oh, right. Yeah. And that one, yeah. we suspect, is going to be a mega car. Yeah. And hopefully run a quarter in 
seven seconds. Because <laughs> the P1 right now does a 9.8 or 9.7 or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah so. just out of the box. It's not out of the question again. That's a fast it's just tech. It's just like technology and humans uh, com- like with e- competing with each other. Yeah. Yeah, just going off, right? And that's sort of how it's always been yeah. with weapons, with Everything. cars. And yeah. I think it's just... It's just men in general. Yeah. We like to create a, like people have this funny joke. Historians have this funny joke that say when when we created rockets, right? It's just like a giant, like dick shaped thing to flip (laughs) the sky with. (laughs) Yeah. Just to rule them all. No, it's, but you you can't stop it in, in any, um, whatever, whatever you're talking about, right? Like phones, missiles, like weapons, whatever it is. I'm sure they have the crazy technology already now. It's just, they're slowly milking it to us. Yeah. Cause like if looking right here, a 1988-959 had the same four-wheel drive system as the turbos do today. That car did 0 to 60 in 3.3, 3.4 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. They had it back then. Yep. And now it's kind of like, "Oh yeah, that's a really fast car now." Yeah. <laughs> Even still. Yeah, so is that what what interests you in particular on what sold? Like I'm looking at the prices there. That sold that 959 Sport now I don't know what the mileage is on that, but sold for 1.9 million euros. euros. Yeah, that's a little crazy. Yeah, check this this one. This one couldn't even sell. This is a 1970 Porsche 917 prototype. It did not meet the reserve at 5.5 million Whoa. euros. Whoa. There's a very small amount of 917s that exist. I think less than 10 of them. Right, right. And if any of them are to be sold, they are in the tens of millions. But how big how big of a market is there honestly for like collectors? I mean, worldwide, globally, I'm sure there's enough be to surprised. make a dent, but there are guys like race cars. there are guys in the world that have stupid money. Yeah. And that want everything. They just want to have, yeah, have what they can have. <laughs> I think there's just been this boom in the past, like, 15, 20 years. Because yeah. I remember in Vancouver, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, if you had a Ferrari, the whole town knew. Really? Like, everybody in Richmond knew that, oh, that was the guy with the Ferrari. That's cool. That's cool. And then, like, a Phantom, I never saw a Phantom before. Like, yeah. from from it came out in, like, 0102 all the way till like, 2008, nine. I never saw a Phantom in my whole entire life. Wow. And then ever since this, like, huge influx of money yeah. from overseas, we just have this crazy amount of, like, supercars and hypercars. Yeah. Like, I'm sure you noticed. It oh, ch- for it sure. It changed yeah. a lot. Yeah. Like, it used to just be, like, really cool to for, like, everybody to have, like, Supras and Integra Type R's and yep. all those boys have yeah. upgraded now. <laughs> I remember it was like pretty insane if you saw, you know, when like the Mercy was like had just come out. Oh, yeah. And like a, when the 4 GT came out too, like 2005, 2006. I remember the first time I saw one of those. That was like a massive deal to see one of those. Um, and it still is. I mean, 4 GTs you don't really see very yeah. often. But even like Mercy Lago, it's like you see a Mercy Lago, you're like, I mean, yeah. There was one at the build last week. There was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of just there now. They're still, they've still got amazing road presence. No, huge presence. Don't you get see, me but wrong. you see Aventadors everywhere, so it's like... It's kind of just... You see them all. It's yeah. the norm now, Yeah, which is super weird. I Crazy feel like we've been desensitized. Yeah. But at the same time, it makes it good because we sort of go towards 
more of a feeling that you, is intangible. Right. Because like now, it's very easy to compare. Oh, how expensive is your car? How fast is your car? How many ho- how many horses does your car have? But to say that, oh, you know, my car, I can hear every little piston firing. I can have so much more fun with the grip and mm-hmm. you know the sensation and the feedback. Yeah. And you doing all the work by yourself. Like that's sort of what we try to achieve now because everybody's so obsessed with just plain numbers. Yeah. No one's going to drive that fast on the road. You'd be a fucking lunatic. Well, exactly. And it's like, how, how do you put a price on, well, I mean, people are putting prices on, you know, you're seeing it with the 959, you're seeing it with all these other stuff. It's yep. like, no, this is a, uh, this was when people were actually just experimenting for the sake of just trying to make something that was insane. Exactly. Right. And because there's so much more money now, each person is just trying to like, it's kind of like building RWBs. It's kind of like one-upping each other, right? Yeah, the sure. first yeah. guy will build just the body kit. Yeah. Second guy will build the interior. Third guy will do the engine rebuild. Fourth guy will build everything. Mm-hmm. And it goes on and on and on until we like reach this epitome yeah. of, like, of maximum craziness. Yeah. And we're reaching that with cars now. There's a Zonda coming to Vancouver. Ooh. Oh, man. Oh, well, not a Zonda. Sorry. Wyera. Wyera, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Zonda's still not allowed to be registered in Canada, as far as I know. Or the U.S., yeah, no. And also the all the three-seater, the three-seater hypercar that McLaren's coming out with, not oh, they're going, to Canada. Oh, right, I heard about that. They're going back to the, the yeah. F1, kind of. And they're only building as many as there are McLaren F1s. So 64. I love McLaren. That's so cool. Super gangster. That's so cool. Super gangster. Same with Porsche. Like, building the 911R, like, smart move. Like, in my opinion, awesome move. Sure, the new GT3 might have a stick, but the 911R still stands on its own, you know? Yeah, it's very eclectic. Yeah. With the interior and the sound deadening delete. And mm-hmm. Pretty gangster. So what's your favorite card that you're anticipating of this year? Oh, man. There's so many. Favorite? Well, I'm, first off, I'm excited to see what AMG's going to put out. If yep. I don't know if they're gonna, if anything's going to hit other than the, the AMG. The hyper... Hyper GT, not Hyper GT. It's called the. It's called the just a hypercar, Mercedes yeah. hypercar. You know, um, have you, you know, seen the prototype picture of it? I have not. No. Bring it up, because <laughs> you, you know Salamandron on YouTube, right? Yeah, he, he ordered one. He posted. Yeah, he posted a picture of just he like ordered one. The, he's like, yeah, I'm on the list for whatever this AMG thing is. <laughs> Last time I checked as well, which is cool. Four million dollars Canadian. Whoa, that's a nice house here. Oh yeah, and we're famous for having stupid Crazy. real estate. Oh yeah, prices. no, that's a but that's, that's a, a nice really house. nice house here. Yeah, maybe even waterfront at White Rock, where you're from. Oh yeah, you can get waterfront for four million easy. Yeah, yeah. AMG Project oh, that's, One. That's crazy. there you go. You know, first of all, yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for anything that's you know going to be pushing the envelope. Um, I'm also excited to see, and it could turn both ways. I'm excited to see kind of where this whole you know naturally aspirated v12 with a manual transmission goes uh and when that's gonna kind of fall off a cliff because right now who's making stuff like that wow we're looking at the uh amg what is it called project one project one which is basically a one-to-one ratio yeah yeah so this one the aston red bull car and also what's the last one the koenigsegg right right regera the one with the crazy doors that keep popping, opening, and closing at the Geneva show last year. <laughs> it's probably going to be there again this year. 
Oh, that's cool. Christian von Koenigsegg. That it, looks pretty gnarly. That's I like the not just from a pure aesthetic point of view, like a side profile. I like like not much overhang on the front, and then you've got kind of the you know the Grand Prix style like uh, uh, Le Mans style, just like overhang on the. Let's back. be honest though, this is basically a Le Mans car. Yeah. Oh yeah. That I they're mean, that they're allowed like to drive on the road. <laughs> yeah. It makes no sense that yeah. anybody's allowed to drive this car on the road because yeah. like what happens if it gets into an accident like. You know, what's the lady in the Corolla supposed to do if she hits you? Right? Like, is she fucked for life? Or? Right? There's such a discrepancy there. <laughs> like, what's like, going on here? Yeah. I almost feel like they need to make a separate road for these things. Yeah. The yes, ro- but anytime you have the uh, the engine lid that opens up, like, back, you know, like that, like the Huayra, the yeah, whatever. 4GT. 4GT as well. That yeah. clamshell life. Yeah. And then you realize once you open the front, the doors, the back, you're like... This is this is it's all bare. It's a race it's all car. Bare, it's yeah. for speed. You just see a tube frame there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, all the suspension she's, she's and stuff. Naked showing. Now. I love that stuff. Oh yeah. Love that best stuff. Best of the best, man. Something that we all aspire to have someday. Roof does roof still exist? Like a rough roof, how do you pronounce it? Roof, yeah. Roof, yeah. Do they still like are they still they making do. cars? The, yeah. I believe Wysak is their dealer. Oh really? Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't know that. So I just remember racing them in Gran Turismo. Do you remember seeing that infamous video of the Yellowbird going around in Nürburgring? The guy's just seesawing the steering wheel as he's going along. Pro- I've probably seen it. I'll that show at some you before point. you leave later. Yeah, it sure. It is yeah. mind blowing. Really? Like that is probably the video that got me really interested in Porsche. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, I want to be like that guy. <laughs> and then when I grew up, I was like, holy shit, I don't want to be like that guy because I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah, no but kidding. He, but seriously, that guy's a major hero of mine growing up. Amazing, amazing driver in a crazy, crazy car. I don't think that car had power steering. Right, right. And he's just sawing it, just drifting around the Nürburgring through the green hell, through the most like super scary turns. And he's handling it like it's nothing. Yeah. The guy's just Michael Jordan level of driving. So 911R just sold yesterday at Sotheby's for 515,200 euros. Wow. Um, wait, wait, what's the... I know they're not selling for sticker, but what's like a sticker on like a new... I think it's like 300-ish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, like that, a, that's like crazy. A little chunk over a GT3 RS. Yeah. Somebody did try to sell one for 1.2 million when it first came out. I don't think anybody bought it, but like yeah. it, it made headlines. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, you know what? I, you know what's funny is I, th- I think that Acura with the NSX, like I've heard stories and stuff. Um, you know, like Rob Freddy, he has his own podcast, like his YouTube channel, Super Speeders and stuff. Yeah, and he was saying that Acura was basically calling him up, being like, "Hey, do you want to buy an NSX?" And he's like, well, yeah, like I'm, I'm interested. And then, but they were trying to sell it to him over sticker. And it's oh, like, wow. if you have to call me to try and sell me the car, obviously there's not that big of a demand, so I'm not paying over sticker, right? It's one of those things where clearly the 911R is a sought after car, like limited production numbers, manual transmission. Yeah, it would have been really interesting to see um, if the NSX, first of all, hadn't been called the NSX and had you know like a manual transmission or something. Or if they made a version that was... I don't think it would be fast enough if it didn't have to double clutch. Right, that's right. A, that's a bit of the reason why a lot of these cars in the past 10 years have just jumped to 0 to 60 time. It's because there's no delay between the gear change, right? It's just one solid band of power. Yeah. 
Yeah, it would just be a sports car at that point then. Yeah, because if yeah. you if you compare like the older NSX and that one, holy shit, they're like two completely yeah. different cars. <laughs> so NSX owners, okay, two podcasts ago, I did shit on it a little bit. I retract my comment. <laughs> I sat in a super mint one while my buddy was driving. It was pretty dope. It was pretty dope. That's but cool. I still would pick a 911. Sure. Yeah. 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 Personal preference. Yeah, they're very different cars. Definitely. A lot of respect for that car, though. It's nice. Yeah. Because like you, you feel the Senna in it when you when you sit in it. Right. And then when you when you sit in one that's like really stock and mint, you see where the McLaren interior comes from now. Really? Like okay, the way yeah. that it, the dash wraps around and then the air vents are incorporated in the pillar of the door and it's it's so cool. Yeah. Because you feel like you're just stepping out of one era and into another. Mm-hmm. But it was drawn by like around the same kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, a, there's a certain amount of badassness when you yeah. feel that, like a 20-year tw- jump like that. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, it's very interesting to see... Uh see cars and how they uh like you know go up because you can predict to a certain extent like i think everybody knew that the 911r was going to go up in value i think that wasn't like a mystery to anybody really no but sls i don't know i don't know who saw that coming but yeah another another thing i feel like a lot of brands are changing roles too like Mm -hmm. it's when we talk about mclaren and ferrari and like there, there are brands certain brands that you feel like they're doing things for the enthusiast Right. And there are brands that are doing things for the business side of things, right? And yeah, I see a huge shift in like watching the last couple episodes of the Grand Tour, and you can see a huge shift. in even he was showing you the GSF. Mm-hmm. Remember, yeah, that thing has like a naturally aspirated five liter, and it like handles pretty good now. Yeah. It's like what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> Lexus is not known for that. Yeah, they're supposed to be like the you know, driving on vanilla cream kind of style. Exactly. Right? Just really good build quality, super small panel gla- gaps, nice paint job. Yeah. That's what they're known for. Yeah. But now BMW and Mercedes are the ones with the technology and the toys. Like they're the ones that park for you. They're the ones that massage you as you drive along. And yet Lexus can handle and has an NA engine. NA big, big NA The world NA is upside down. Yeah. No, it's, it is kind of cool. It's kind of interesting to see, like, all the rules switch and stuff. I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah, because Lexus, you just think, is like, oh, yeah. Like, previously, it would just be, you know, tech, tech, tech. And like you said, just buttery smooth. Yeah, it's really cushy. But... Take you from point A to point B and comfort, quiet. Yeah. Seems like it's changing, though. Yeah. Have you seen? I haven't actually looked at it. Are you able to pull up a picture of the uh, M2 CSL? I haven't. Wow, I haven't is that seen, coming out? That's coming out. Yeah, I just heard about that. What? Like a few days ago. Um, so I don't know how similar it's going to be to the M4 uh, GTS or what what the deal is with that. But I think there's. Star- I think orders are starting to uh, come in now. I don't know if that. I'm assuming it has a stick shift. It's probably going to look like the GTS if I had to guess. Right. Right. Do you like the GTS? Yeah, I like the way it looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the wings are good size. I think the wheels look good. I've se- I've only seen one in person at the uh, at the auto show last year. Um, it's really loud. Oh, really? It's like stupidly <laughs> loud, like GT three fifty R loud. Really? Oh, wow. That's cool. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, see what happens with these kind of you know, um, 
I'm, I'm gonna get. I, I would assume the M2 CSL is gonna be under 100k, so it'll be interesting to see. Oh, it has to be. Yeah. Yeah, because that's sort of the car to replace the E46 size. Yeah. Yeah. The M2 is only about like 70 ish. Mm hmm. Yeah, because they just slowly creep up the price of the M3, M4 now, because those are much bigger cars, right? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, size has like a really big role to play as well. You know what's a car I haven't seen here before? A what? 996 GT3 RS. Whoa. Never seen one of those before. No, me either. I've seen them in Hong Kong. Really? Yes. And Wait. They, they sound and behave very similarly to the 997.1 GT3 RSs. Right, right. So like a very high-pitch shrieking sound. The down gear sound like the Carrera GT. It's yeah. got that whack sound. Yeah. I love it. That's cool. I've never, yeah, I've I've only seen a handful of 996 GT3s even, right? Yeah. Um, but I mean, honestly, that's really cool that they're, uh, that, what did this one sell for? A lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot. An but it's cool there's a market for them, even though the 996 is kind of like the bastard child that nobody really uh, appreciates, you know. Um, but from a driving dynamics point of view... That makes just makes the 996 such a bargain now. Exactly. Right? You no, can exactly. have one for like, I've seen them go for like 14 grand, 15 grand. Yep. I could probably get you one from Japan for even less than that. Yep. 996 turbos too. Yep. Put a tune on one of those bigger turbos. We turbo now live in a world turbos. where a 996 turbo costs less than a 993 C2 cab. <laughs> and the cars are yeah. 10 years difference. Right. And yet the older one costs a little bit more. Same mileage. Yeah. The and one's a lot faster than yeah, the other. Yeah, one has four-wheel drive, turbo, 420 horsepower, the, f the full enchilada, Sal Salamandrin says. Yeah, <laughs> the full enchilada, yeah. And yet it's cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, wor the world's changing. It's an interesting place. I have these conversations with people where I explain to them that cars aren't, don't have to be depreciating. No, not at assets. all. You know, no. they they can go up in value, and they just look at me all like, doe-eyed, like, what the hell are you talking about, yeah. dude? People like safety, that's why. But if you're really into cars, you can still be smart about it. Yeah. But it's uh, it's it's a game, really. It's it's all just a game. Once you get kind of about into timing. That. Yeah. And like buying, right before the prices change. Mm -hmm. I felt really lucky that I got my Targa. Yeah. At the time that I got it. Otherwise, I would not be able to afford an RWB. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's a time, though, in the future, uh, just looking at, uh, like, Japanese cars, you know, Skylines and stuff like that, uh, and how much in a, of an effect these the import laws in the States have on the values worldwide of, you know, like the R32 oh, you GTR. Think it's going to push them even higher? Well, I think the R34 GTR, there's going to be a point in the next, like, 10 years or whenever they become uh, legal. Uh, that you're not going to be able to get, you know, like a mint example for less than like six figures. Uh, I personally think so. Well, my buddy tried to sell one for like 90-something grand. Yeah. A little while ago. Already, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's totally reasonable. They'll probably reach six figures in the next two, three years. Yeah. The mint ones. Yeah. I remember when R32s were in the low teens. The GTRs, yeah. Yeah, like 12, 13 grand when we were in high school. Crazy. What Crazy. are they now? Like 30-ish? 40-ish? Yeah, yeah. Wow. At least, yeah. Wow. Oh, no, R32 GTRs, yeah, probably like 30, yeah, somewhere around there. That's almost Porsche money. You're right? getting really close. <laughs> really too close for comfort there, bud. 
Oh, that's funny. Because I know, yeah, I still don't know of any car that's more solid than yeah. air-cooled. Yeah. In terms of just, like, just buy it. You can buy it yeah. and just huck it in your garage and just leave it there. Yeah. And you'll still probably make more money. Well, it depends on what you buy. But if you buy the right car, you'll probably make more money than if you went and had a job. Like a normal, <laughs> yeah. low-paying job. Yeah. Insane. It's like if you're not at the level – like for me, I you've, I mean not even you but just like I've been sold. Like I'm totally in. I'm, I want an air-cooled Porsche at some point, right? And it's like – it's kind of that point of like, okay, maybe I wouldn't have enough to put like a down payment on an actual house. But a Porsche, if like you said, if you play it smart, um, if you talk to the right people, if you do your research – it can be looked at as an investment for yeah, sure. Yeah, and sell it five years later, then yep. you got your down payment for your house. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. That's the dream. <laughs> uh, just got to stay focused. It's, yeah. it's not too hard to achieve. Did you see that safety feature in the latest uh, Salamandran episode from the Tesla? No, I'm two okay. or three videos behind this on Salamandran. This is crazy. Right I didn't believe that, that that was actually legit, but I'm going to go try it on my friend's Tesla. What is it? So you can pop open a cover in the front bumper mm-hmm. and there's like an emergency like like safety latch thing that kind of looks like those red uh, door pulls on like the Porsches. Right, right. So you pull that and the trunk opens and the door opens. Just like at any time you just do Yeah, this. but the alarm does go. Okay, yeah. But then it pops everything open. Yeah. So if they have something super valuable <laughs> in the car, someone can just harsh gank that shit. Yeah. And then jump in their out. ride and just get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. And it's not known to Tesla owners. Yeah. That's the freakiest part. So it's one of these things that maybe if somebody was in a dire situation, they would call Tesla or the dealership. Yeah, and I like, think it's for like if your them. battery's dead or some shit. Right, right. But now it's like it's been aired on YouTube on like a channel that millions of people <laughs> watch. It just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it potentially fucked over all the Tesla Model X owners. Yeah, no kidding. Good eh? luck, guys. That's funny. Anyways, Sid, what do you say we wrap this episode up? Yeah. All right. I think it's been a fun one. Yeah, it's been a good one. We'll, we've got to do one. I want to do one with Josh. I want to get Josh on here at some point. Yep. If the you're Can- down. Canadian Stig. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get him in here. If you're down, yeah, me, you, Josh, record an episode. That'd be sick. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, anyways, thanks again, Sid. No um, worries. Always happy to chit-chat. It's a good time. Wait, where can people follow you? Oh, at Koi Canada on Instagram. K O I. C-A-N-A-D-A or R-W-B underscore Vancouver. Boom. Go follow it up. Check out Sid's cars. (laughs) Follow what's going on. Lots of cool stuff coming this spring. All right, you guys. Cheers, guys. Peace.